Hi Pete, welcome to another episode of the Making Sense podcast. What's up, what's up? Yo, holla. How you lot doing this week? (laughs) There, you know. All right, all right. All is well. Mm -hmm. All is well. Here we go. Yes. Living life in that. It's your local intelligent resident, Yardi. That's you. As usual, remember to subscribe, leave comments, follow, ask questions. We are here. Cool. So this week we're talking about homelessness. Yes, we are. Yeah. Um, why? Why? Why did? Why is? Why was this topic? Why did we decide uh, to cover this? Do you want to do disclaimer first, or should? Jerome's got some heartstrings, despite how he comes across. <laughs> disclaimer, um, guys. We you just see, put yeah. Before she does disclaimer, she needs to stop selling me down the river. You know. Excuse me, you cut in the rough. Go on, Sam. Thank you. And having heartstrings is a good thing. Anywho. Disclaimer, we've just put in some information together and speaking on a topic that we think is very, very important. Um. There is no intention to offend anybody, and we know it's a sensitive topic. Mm-hmm. So, apologies if this sparks anything in anybody. But we just think it's an important topic that everybody should be aware of. And of course, we don't. We're not giving advice. We're not telling people what to do. It's just food for thought. We're not professional advisors or counselors or anything. It's just just yeah, information. So yeah, cool. take it away. So why did I think about this one? <laughs> this one? Um, you know, it's something that uh, has been on my radar for a long time. Um, I've not known how to bring it to the podcast because, you know, as much as we've done the disclaimer, this isn't really about us telling you anything about your personal finances. This is more a product of you not having your personal finances mm. in order, you know. Mm. So this isn't something for you to improve it. This is kind of a result of this is what can happen if your personal finances aren't right. Mm. Um so if you watch PM, if you're sad enough like me to watch Prime Minister's Questions Time, mm-hmm. you'll hear it's often mentioned during the snap election in 2017, where Theresa May lost her majority. Every major party had it as part of their manifesto to try and decrease homelessness. Mm-hmm. And the main reason for that is that it's increased since 2008. Um, you know, the different measures of homelessness, and I'll get onto that in a bit, in a bit uh, have gone up. And generally, it's been put down to, you know, austerity. So cuts in welfare spending, um, increasing uh, house prices in terms of rent. And mm. yeah, it's just, you know, you can visibly see it, right? So I used to work in Charing Cross and you used to see them, you know, homeless people uh, kind of gather by this kind of food truck of an evening around six, seven o'clock at night when I was finishing work. Mm. And in the year that I was there, the number just increased ridiculously. If you go in the underpass of Charing Cross Station, mm. you'll see them camped there mm. trying to get warmth. And mm. once again, the number of them is just increasing tremendously. It was really you know, bad when it was really cold. Exactly. The beast from the east was here. Yeah. You know, I'm walking down the strand and you're seeing people pitching up tents on the strand. That's mm. how bad it's getting. I never understood by how people could be homeless in London. It, it, it doesn't happens. make sense and to me. And that's the place where it happens the most, you know. Um, and it kind of brought me back to a time back, you know, I think it was like the early 90s. I don't know if you guys remember Cardboard City. Yeah. Mm. Right. And that was a real thing. So if you don't know, uh where the IMAX cinema is, not the Odeon one, the big one in Waterloo, mm. where that is now, mm. there used to be a big congregation of homeless people mm. that used mm. to sleep in cardboard boxes literally mm. and they called it Cardboard City. Um they got moved on like many pe- homeless people do. Um and it was just a sign of the time the amount of people that we're having to be homeless in a country that has such wealth. You know? Yeah, and that's what I meant. I didn't mean like why... why exactly. I don't understand why people are homeless in London. I just... I can't believe the government is allowing it mm-hmm. in and, London. And that's what's so interesting to me. You know, we have certain views of certain underdeveloped or developing nations and we show them in a certain light. 
but there's definite real poverty in this country you know so maybe we shouldn't judge those nations as harshly as we do or maybe we should understand how they are where they are um so i'll start off with the definition of what homelessness is mm-hmm. uh, what do you guys think it is what do you guys think homelessness is? i think somebody doesn't have an official residence yeah so you're right bro you're gonna keep on winking at me i've got something in my eye fix that please <laughs> Right, I'm trying to. Getting kind of uncomfortable over here. (laughs) We cool, but we ain't cool. (laughs) Next time you guys can sit together. Nah. Um, Yeah, not not having an actual, yeah. Yeah. And that's essentially what it is. So it's made up of, I'd say the main categories I put into is rough sleepers. So the people that you would see in Charing Cross or sleeping on the street. Mm -hmm. Uh, People that have officially registered with their local authority uh, for housing or or registered themselves as homeless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not having a home. Uh, people in single people or parents uh, in hostels and also people that are living with friends so you have some mm. people that you know, and that's they're often considered the hidden homeless yes yeah. because you have no fixed abode of your own you're mm. kind of they call it sofa surfing is the kind of the, the loose mm. term used for it but you know you've lost your place you've got nowhere to live and you crash at a friend's house or a family member's house yeah. um you actually are homeless because you know the, and there was one a case study i read a family in Wooden, Wooden abbey Wooden forest sorry Wooden forest um, and they were living family, man, woman, and their two kids. I think one was five, one was three. Uh, and they were living with an auntie. Uh, the auntie had a heart attack. She lost her council place. Their auntie or an auntie? Their auntie. <laughs> uh, the auntie had a Sorry, heart attack. trying to make it <laughs> and, I know. Uh, and they got kicked out. And that brings me to another point. Uh, we've mentioned it before. People that live in council houses, right? If your parents don't put you on that tenancy, mm-hmm. you're, you're hmm? at a real risk because if yeah. something happens to them, Yep. it will be a struggle for you you don't automatically uh, get the place yep that's why i tell my mom exactly yeah, and so if you and you know at this clip right here play it to them right and, and you, you know if you're struggling to get them to get you on this tenancy but this is a real issue you know if you're living in your parents house or a family member's house and you're not on that tenancy agreement and something happens to them it's not a definite that you're going to get that property you'll mm-hmm. have to have a real fight and with the shortage of properties right now in london it's likely you won't get it unless you can have a real strong case. Mm-hmm. Or you get a different one that is miles away from exactly, where your home exactly, is. Exactly, Um, So, yeah, as I said, it was a big issue. It's been a big issue in politics. Uh, Theresa May has uh, committed to halving it by 2022. Uh, that's rough sleeping, by the way. And getting rid of, eliminating rough sleeping by 2027. Um, yeah, I saw that. W- whether or not that happens will happen, I don't know. Um. The uncertainty of Brexit is also added to that, you know, the economy, the lack of investment, mm. yada, 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 yada. So, so you're basically saying there's a direct link with how well the economy is doing to the number of homelessness? Pretty much because of the lack of investment in the welfare state or welfare services. So, Or what they want to invest. Exactly. So think what some of the main causes of homelessness is people that are escaping domestic abuse. Uh, the main cause, funny enough, is people that can't afford a private rent. So the lack of social housing or the lack of, you know, anything like that has led me for people to have to go to private rent. Private rent house prices have shot up. Yeah. As you know, wages haven't kept in line. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just can't afford their rent. And not everybody can go back home. Not everyone has a mum in this country. Not everyone has mm-hmm. a mum or dad still alive, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or has a mum or dad that has space for them. Say yeah. your mum's living in a one bedroom house and you have three kids. Yeah. You might not be able to stay there. Definitely not long term. So it's, there is a direct, you know, and it's kind of, it's a sketchy one, this one. There's so many different people looking at it and measuring it in different ways. But the general consensus from the things I read 
is that there is a correlation between the amount being spent on social housing, mm-hmm. uh, mental health, drug addiction, all yeah. those kind of things to prevent people going into homelessness. Um, yeah. And that's why we're seeing an increase. Because I was going to say, although um, she's saying that she wants to eliminate it by 2027, it's not just about providing the spaces. Because I can imagine not everyone's going to get thrown at home. Mm-hmm. There's probably going to be more hostels. But there needs to be more support when it comes to addiction and, and substance thing. abuse. Because you can throw like them that. at home, as you say. Mm-hmm. But if they're, you know, and I don't, this is probably the wrong way to put it, but if they're socially broken, mm-hmm. will they be able to take advantage of that home? Exactly. You know, exactly. Are they going to... Have they are they going to be able to maintain it? You know, know about maintenance, paying rent, rent. whatever you have to do to live as most of us do. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably not. You have to fix the root cause of what's probably made them homeless or made them stay homeless. I'd say, and I think that's the main issue that we've got in this country right now. Um, Um, you just said something that clicks in my head. Yeah, about not being homeless but staying homeless and looking at yeah what's causing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically. Um. So that, that's generally where it was and I think it was interesting for me uh, one thing that really pointed out to me is that I think the whole thing why we started this podcast was looking at kind of our demographic and realising that you know we weren't as financially well off mm-hmm. uh, we're financially disadvantaged in many cases but when you look at rough sleepers how many of them look like us? Yeah. Very rare Yeah, yeah. Generally and this, and this was a difficult one for me to get concrete uh, facts and figures on but the few articles I did read on it generally homeless or rough sleepers let's call it so once again not all homeless people are sleeping on the streets yeah, yeah. if you're living in temporary accommodation or if you're living with family or blah 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 or in a hostel you're considered homeless but rough sleepers anyway it's considered to be i think it's around from anywhere from 80 to 90 percent of white males it's yeah. funny that you say that because my mom just last week said that she's walking in west end near piccadilly and she said that she saw a young black girl like homeless with the sheets and stuff and she's like she walked past her and she's like you know what i couldn't walk past her she said she walked all the way back just yeah. to give her money she's like i have never seen, seen a young black yeah. woman or young black person homeless mm. yeah, that's a question yeah. too do you guys give to homeless or rough sleepers let's call it rough sleepers i have i yeah. want to say i, I do regularly. how regularly do you do it not rev- no, rev- and not is that because you haven't got cash on you or you don't want to do it mostly for me it's because i haven't got cash on me because yeah, i would i have done mm. it i me giving one pound or two pounds to, to be honest, yeah. right? A lot of times I feel like if I gave every homeless person money, I wouldn't have anything for myself. Well, like, that's nah, that's obviously the very extreme, mm. whatever. Mm. But sometimes I feel like I'll give whatever, and sometimes they come in smelling of alcohol or smelling, of anything. and you don't what want that around you. Money? This well, is something that we and, speak about, right? and it's also so. So I'm I'll not making an excuse by saying. You know, yeah, I don't give, but sometimes I just don't want to give. Right? <laughs> yeah. no, there's nothing wrong with that, no. and also you don't know what they're going to spend their money on. Like sometimes I prefer to buy you a meal. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. I buy, I buy you a meal, because what are you going to do? Go go use it on drugs or mm-hmm. buy more alcohol? Or and, and, and that's alcohol. a fair point. And when you speak to some, they will say to you, "Yeah, get me a meal." But I'd say at least give them the dignity of asking them what they want. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. there was one case I heard about. I can't remember where, but she went and just bought a sandwich. Mm. And the person threw it away. You don't know if they eat cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> you don't know if they want to be your cheese. It's a valid point. And one person may argue that, well, you're homeless, you should take whatever you're given. No, mm. I think that's beings. a little bit harsh. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I'd say in all cases, yeah. think of you if you were the homeless person. Yeah. Oh my gosh, um, was it last, I think towards the end of last year, they wanted to see how Amazon actually can help people. Okay. Mm. So, you know, Amazon has same day service. So in the US, a man was going around talking to homeless people, asking them what do they want. Mm. So he ordered Amazon 
same day service for the people on the street, like oh. delivered deliver them like new shoes, deliver them um, sleeping bags and stuff like that. So mm. yeah. that you, was a good idea. So you, it's true what you said, ask them what they yeah. exactly want. Can what I you mention about um, not seeing many black homelessness? Maybe that's a different topic for another day. But it's 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 funny. You mentioned there's there's just last week I was reading about this is US specific, right? Mm-hmm. They looked at unemployment rates and level of happiness, right? Mm. So white males have the highest level of employment. They also have the highest level of unhappiness. Okay. Black males have the highest of unemployment, but they're very, very high in happiness. I can see that. So it's almost go ahead. Sorry. It's almost like it's there's a cultural effect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's all it's there's obviously something about communities of black people and what they do or what they don't yeah. do yeah. that's yeah. causing it. What mm. it is, Lord knows. But mm. I just thought I'll put that I put it. Do you think it's possibly that we still have a family unit to fall back on? Why many of us don't Do you know I think maybe because it's over here and we're not born on originally from here. Oh, yes, when we come here, no? No, sorry, as us as people. Oh, right. Black oh, people. Awesome. Anyway, <laughs> um, because we've come over here, I think we're in the habit of, and this might be so ignorant, so people correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we're probably so used to looking after each other because we've come from somewhere else, whereas the white males here are from here, so they've always been used to doing things on their own. Does that make sense? I hear what you're saying. Or do you think it just hasn't been documented? But like, I'm talking on what I see like, as mm. well. And that's the thing, because uh, documenting rough sleepers is extremely difficult, as you can imagine, yeah. right? Mm. You know, people, they do, I, I don't know at what, when or how often, but some local authorities, or I think all local authorities have to do this, they actually go out and count the amount of rough sleepers that are out there. Yeah, Obviously, it's going to be a rough count. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see them all. Some are going to be in abandoned apartments and houses and whatnot. So it's an estimate, right? Also for that I wasn't going to say bando. I don't know. I'm just speaking for myself. I don't sound ignorant again. But for me, I feel like with us, we just get on with it. Yeah. Like we just, whether we're sleeping on the friend's sofa or we're sharing a bed with a friend, whatever it is, you mm. will never know because we will never tell you. Do you mm. think it's our pride then that doesn't allow us to get to that situation? or? Well, we might be actually in that situation, but our pride wouldn't let us tell you that. Mm. You wouldn't know. Interesting. I don't know. You know, I think it's, it's more than that. I, I I don't know what I it think. Is. Yeah, it's I think it's, it's definitely extremely a bigger conversation. Because if you think of it, just you know, in your, to yourself, you'd consider the white male in the UK and the US to probably be at the apex, yeah, of of the economy or social economy. You know what I mean? But yeah. then you, you have to look at the numbers of white males in this country. Yeah, but yeah, agreed, agreed. But it's just no, quite we only interesting. Make up three percent, exactly. We? Of the population in the UK, we make up three percent. But I just think it's quite interesting because you know. I think when you think of them, you're always going to think of privilege. Yeah. yeah. White people yeah. in general and definitely white males, you're going to think of privilege. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just quite interesting to see that, you know, on the opposite end of the scale, they're also represented there as well. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if that is that a color thing. Is that a male thing? You know, some people say that men in general will have the highest chances to succeed or have the most privilege in succeeding, but we have the least amount of success, uh, help if we're on the low end. You know what I mean? Yeah, so if you're unsuccessful male, there's no real support there for you. And the men commit more suicide as well. Exactly. Yeah, they do. It's quite interesting because I've heard other people yeah, say that women is. attempt suicide maybe more just as much as men. It's just that when men do it, they do it with violent means. So it's more, we have a higher rate of conversion. Yikes. So when we do it, we do it. Whereas, you know, women will do things that the chance of them actually dying alone. Mm. Basically, that's what I have heard. Yeah, but um, anyway, maybe this is something you can 
come back on. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. But yes, so how many homeless people are there in the UK? So in uh, so homeless once again, this is rough sleepers, temporary accommodation, the whole whole thing. People that don't have a permanent home of their own. Remember that mm. there are, are around one hundred and seventy thousand in London alone. London has the highest amount in the UK, as you can imagine. Not surprised. Mm. Um, in the country as a whole, I think it's around three hundred and twenty thousand in the UK as a whole. So you know, over half of that is in, in London, London alone, and homelessness seems to be centered around the big. Uh, popular or busy cities, so Manchester, London, Birmingham, so on and so forth. It's so expensive to live, though, isn't it? That so I think yeah. So the number of people that can't afford the rents in those places will be high. Also, I don't know. Maybe if you're a homeless person not from that place, you're gonna go there because that's where the workers are, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's no coincidence that homeless people congregate around Charing Cross, Westminster. Mm-hmm. That's where people are working. Tourists are. Yeah. That's where you're probably more likely to get the money. So just because that's where they are doesn't mean that's where they're from, I suppose. But mm-hmm. That's what the facts are. Um, the highest borough in London is actually Newham. So, so one in 53 people in London are homeless. Uh, I think the stat in Newham is one in 24. So one in 24 people in Newham are actually homeless. So yeah. it'll be... What, do you know why? And that's the thing. So the mayor of Newham... Uh, what was her name? I can't remember now. I'll get that. That'll be in the show notes. Um, her, it's the same thing, man. Everyone blames it on austerity. On the Tories and the coalition before them, literally cutting every every social initiative there is, uh, from as I say, from social housing, mental health, addiction, all those kind of things. And I think the question I have for you guys here is, okay, so we had the two thousand eight financial crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were massively in debt. We had a budget deficit. Blah blah blah. Do you think obviously sacrifices had to be made? Are you guys comfortable if if it's you know agreed that those austerity measures are driving homelessness. And this is something one of your cousins asked me. What was his name again, sir? The taller one, not Cuthbert. Lolan. Lolan. He mentioned it to me. When I was talking to him about the fact that I can't really be mad at the Conservatives too much because I have seen a lot of, you know, improvements in my quality of life underneath them as someone that's in a professional job, blah, blah, blah. My tax rates come down, you know, all these different kind of things. And he said to me, would you be comfortable with that if it meant that more and more homeless people were becoming homeless? And that's a question I'd pose to you guys. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't no. be comfortable. And would you guys be willing to pay more tax to stop homelessness? You know, I, I wouldn't say I'd, I'm willing to pay more tax just to stop homelessness. Mm-hmm. Just that, no. Mm-hmm. But I'll be willing to pay more tax if there's improvements across board in yeah. many other things. Yeah, in terms of housing, NHS, exactly. all of that. Because that all has to improve. Um, mm-hmm. Education, yeah. all of that. I'll, I, I'll be happy to pay more taxes. I'll be willing to pay more to look into a way to... Yeah, eliminate homelessness because eventually when those people aren't homeless and they're giving back to the economy, things will balance out again. Yeah, but then, this, this might sound a bit bad, but oh. all, all homeless, homelessness, ho- all homeless people aren't the same, right? No, no, That's no, they're not. They're Can not. you just define what you say? It was rough sleepers. So, yeah. homelessness, homelessness in general is rough sleepers, the so people who see sleeping on the street, people in temporary accommodation, uh, people that are in hostels. So these people could actually be working as well. You have to many of them. Yeah, many of them are working. Again, I sound like this pessimist. But <laughs> every homeless person... Okay, let's just say for some reason we could eliminate homelessness, right? Everyone who's homeless now would get a house or somewhere to live. That in itself would not mean they're going to start working tomorrow. 
but many of them are many of them are already working and many of them so wait they're they're homeless and they're working yeah Yeah, because remember okay fine we're not okay this is just rough sleepers but you're talking about because that's that's actually the point i wanted to make Uh, and get people to think about because when you think of homeless you think of rough sleep okay sorry i'm talking about rough sleep exactly and that's the thing and that's what was quite interesting for me we also have to remember that some of them are not going to work however some of them are not working because they don't have an address yeah Many of them can't yep. get Many of them because can't they are work. homeless. So it's a cycle, right? Yeah. But you, you do know, if you go to the council, you say to them, I'm homeless. No, it doesn't work like that anymore. Aren't, isn't there a law which means Be- they have to put no, you No, because you could have made yourself intentionally homeless. So there has been a recent change in that, right? So there's something called statutory homeless. And that's yeah. what the local Is authorities it? have yeah. to uh, track and announce. I think they announce it every quarter, I believe. Right, so that's around. So remember, I told you in the UK there's 320 thousand people that are considered homeless. Mm. The statutory homeless number is only 112 thousand. So that's the people that have gone to their local council and said, "I'm homeless, help so me." So that, that rough sleepers they would be saying. No, that's going to be most of the people. But that's what I'm saying. Okay. Stuff. But only 57 or 59 thousand of those get accepted to be helped. So okay. half the people that go to the council and say, "Look, I need help," yeah, only half of them get help. I might be wrong here, yeah, but mm. I've known several people who've gone to the council with a suitcase and said, "My mum kicked me out." Yeah, that yeah? was that was the playback. And, and the on the day they were put somewhere, that was it, the it, it, it might have been a hostel, be. it might have been whatever it was. Mm-hmm. They had a roof over their head. Until but recent as, times, remember, as he said, if you're in a hostel, you're still counting as homeless. Yeah. yeah okay. I guess I'm. And going until back recent to times, that was the number one cause or one of the leading causes of homelessness. Mm people being kicked out by their parents. Now, I'm convinced, definitely in our community, <laughs> not all of that was yes, legitimate. Exactly. Some of that was just mummy writing you a letter so you could yeah, get a council yeah, place. Yeah, right? Yeah. But I mean... <laughs> <laughs> However, yeah. now, that's not the case. The main reason why people are being registered as homeless is because they can't afford private rents. That is... I find that very surprising. That's I mean, the I reoccurring... It, uh, every article I've read, every like I've gone on to shelter, crisis. So these are people that, you know, deal with them, track and write about homelessness. Okay. And generally, it's considered the private rent prices it's just people can't keep up with them and that's why there's the bid to have so many more affordable homes by 2020 yeah, what happen, is affordable that word annoys me yeah exactly, exactly. exactly. what is affordable uh, and, that, and you know what i think that's a very big question so if anyone that works in housing in government or whatever you tell us please or even if you don't and you just know this stuff right you tell us what yeah, affordable is because in my opinion <laughs> It's not. No. You know, with this providing more housing, right? It's such a politically sensitive issue mm. that we have to remember as well. Let's let's just say we did have some kind of party in power, which focused on bring bringing more housing or affordable housing, mm. as they call it, right? The more properties you build, in I don't know, yeah, the more properties you build, there obviously there'll be less there'll be less demand, right? Or, or there'll be there'll be there'll be more supply. There'll be more supply, so prices will come down. Exactly. Even if they come down a little bit, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who have bought houses ten years, fifteen, twenty years ago, who vote certain people, right? Mm-hmm. So if if you're if you're making their houses less pricey or less valuable, they're not going to vote for you. Exactly. And that is the question. It's affordable homes. That's the moral question that this country needs to ask itself. And only a percentage of those affordable homes goes to social housing anyway. Mm. And, and the idea is for more of them to go through social housing, more of them mm. to be... Councils are now getting grants to develop their own properties, mm. to issue them on an affordable basis. Obviously, the question is what one is affordable, but it's not just throwing up more private rent properties, basically. Mm. 
I think the long-term question or long-term uh, response to that, your question or your uh, remark, Francis, was yes, okay. These people are think, well, you know, if you guys build more properties, there's more supply and my house isn't going to be valued as much. But you're not thinking about the other cost to society. Yes, you have a house that's, you know, worth X amount. But if the rest of society is in the bin, how great is your life going to yeah, be? Sure. You know, and sure. and that's the, I think that's the, as I say, the moral you question. Always be paying more. Exactly. That's the moral question that everyone in this country needs to ask. And it's, it's an interesting one. It's, it's, it's interesting to see where the UK and even the US, I haven't really researched the US that much, just didn't have the time. But it's interesting to see where our moral compass is in this country. You know, are we like, and that's why I asked you guys earlier, are you guys comfortable? No, you guys living fine. But more and more people, it's a, you know what I mean? Are we becoming that society where it's like, I'm good, bruh, I can't help you. I I'll be becoming that society. As I said again, as Francis said, it would be all round because I've done the research and it said that how if if people who experience homeless homelessness for three months or longer, the cost on average would be 4,300 per person for NHS, mm-hmm. about 2,000 per person for mental health services. Yep. And about twelve thousand for the criminal justice system. And that was so that was per, gonna be a, yeah, agreed. Sorry. No, 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 no. Continue, sorry. No, I say per person, that's what I was gonna say. Okay. And that's another point I was gonna come to next, that there is actually a current cost to society of homelessness. Mm. You know, I think we think of okay, to remedy it it's gonna cost us money. Yes it will. But it's currently costing us money now to have mm-hmm. it. When you know, these people aren't just not costing society any money because they're homeless. Of course they are. They have to go to A and E. They they you yeah. know, they have to you know, these streets have to be cleaned. You know, there's a number of things. People have, have to happen. be safe. Exactly. Yeah. Like what happened to me today. But you know, we'll what talk about that afterwards. I am, um, when I say that I have an issue with the fact that there's homeless people, I have, to, I just have an issue with the world in terms of wealth distribution. So I'm not so much saying people like us who don't necessarily have it to just give away. I just have an issue with the fact that people have it. People have it to help and would still be fine, but they just don't help is that like just people the backbone of capitalism i think both yeah. you know like, and that's the thing that's the backbone of capitalism for people to win people have to lose yeah, yeah and that i'm saying that's what i have a problem with yeah. i don't, I don't like again that. you know that stuff that isn't going to change in our life i know i know i'm just saying yeah. do you think there's even another alternative to capitalism i'm sure there is right because there's countries where there's not capitalism capitalism and they're prospering so i'm sure there definitely is like all that well, let's say like China, right? China is not really capitalistic. They're, they're, they're obviously, they're a lot more capitalistic now. Mm. But historically, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. It's a dictatorship. <laughs> or um, communism, I don't know, whatever you call it. Yeah. It's central planning, right? Central planning. One makes a decision and you follow. Yeah. There's, no, there's, there's no such thing mm. as democracy there. But, but, but yeah, quick, um, I don't know. That's yeah. again a Here's topic. another fact for you. So Rough Sleepers, uh, I think I got this on Shorter as well. It's for over a twelve month period. They cost society twelve twenty grand, twenty grand, grand. grand. per person per person per rough sleeper. Over oh. a twelve month period, it costs twenty grand, right? Uh, in so, London, mm-hmm. and much? one stat I got from Shelter as well: if forty thousand people were prevented from being homeless, so this isn't just rough sleepers now. This is the wider homelessness thing. So if th- just forty thousand people were prevented from being homeless, it would save the economy three hundred and seventy million. Wow, a year, wow. a year. But that's and the thing is, is it going to cost three hundred and seventy million to prevent those forty thousand people from being homeless? So there's different numbers, right? So uh, you know, I've heard there's been one pledge of like one point two billion to fix it, blah blah blah. 
I think I've got some good ideas. So if someone's out there, that rough, the table, rough sleepers or the board. That's the board. That's the the, board, board. Okay. the twenty thousand figure was for rough sleepers. Okay. The three hundred and seventy million was for the board. See the the twenty thousand figure. I feel like that there there should be a quick fix to that. I feel. I, I don't think, think there is because the, the sorry to cut you the, the reason why these people okay. are rough sleeping is so complex you know you're you're going away from you've got mental abuse domestic abuse drug addiction mental health issues those those aren't quick to fix I guess not you know and I think yeah. it, it seems like it's a quick fix right oh yeah just build them some sort of accommodation that's, and that's fit for purpose yeah. and they should be great yeah. and some of them will leave that place they won't exactly. even stay there and, so. I, and the thing is I think yes yeah, some people will help but it won't help all. And maybe that's a start, right? You put people, give people a chance, right? So if there was a quick fix like that, where you put, put people through that system and the ones that abide by the rules, they stay. And the ones that need further help, they go into something else. How that's structured, how much that costs, I don't know. Um, but it's interesting because I think for me, another hidden cost to it for society is the lack of productivity. We don't know what these people could be. You know, there's yeah. a number of people that have, and, and losing your job is another leading cause of homelessness. Yeah, yeah. High flyers that had no maybe support system or they were the support system, they lose their, their way of earning. Mm. Now they're homeless. Yeah. Now, if we had a way of getting them back on their feet, what could they add to society? Yeah. yeah. Know? I, think it's, I think it's a waste of human capital. Yeah. It is. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. That's I want to look into more of what the actual options are because I do feel like it does sound like there's an easy fix, but what what is it? Mm. Why isn't it happening? Exactly. But like I said, I've got ideas. So if anyone knows, bring me. We can work together <laughs> <laughs> to make the place better. Okay, MJ. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as I say, in terms of the cost of society, A and E is a big one. You know, you can imagine a lot of these people they get sicknesses and illnesses that they don't treat like we would. They don't get access to the right nutrition and food, so their illnesses are even further exacerbated. Uh, and that causes a drain on A&E. Many of them have to go to A&E um, because, you know, if you're not, especially if you're not from this country, you won't get any help. So the whole hostile environment thing, that was another thing that came up quite often. So if you're not considered a UK person, you're homeless, you don't get any help. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. You can't get any help and that's getting worse. Uh, and that Say that again, it. sorry. So if you're homeless, so this is not, so if you're a rough sleeper, I don't know how they could, you know, prove where you're living. Mm. But if you're, you know, a homeless person, maybe in a hostel, temporary accommodation, whatever, there's certain help that you can't get if you're not a UK national, if you're not legally meant to be here. Okay. And that's a whole part of the hostile environment, uh, which I think is quite interesting I mean, and broader than just that. I think the hostile environment is even for people like us, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> what, you know, what about the people that have no papers at all and have no home country and they're over here? That, I don't know how that works, you know, because you know, I'm pretty sure if you watch Border Force and whatnot, they have to prove where you're from to be able to deport you, right? Yeah. So, so you'll probably just be held in a detention centre or something like that. Yeah. One of those immigration detention mm. centres. But once again, how do they prove? I suppose if it's very obvious, maybe you don't speak English or blah, blah, blah. I, 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 don't, I actually but don't even know. then, where are, they, where are they sending you to? That's the thing. Mm. I think if you have nothing, they have to keep you. you yeah. Know? And that's, they, they probably stay in these detention centres. Yeah. They can't prove because you know the other country doesn't have to accept you unless they can prove you're from there. Yeah. Do you know what? I have someone that works in Croydon Council. Maybe that's a, mm. a subject that we can talk about. And they work yeah. with young people yeah. like that as well. Then mm. what proving where you're from? It, you can't send them back. You're not legally allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe um, we can talk about cost of immigration at some point. Yeah. yeah be not, cool. Is it immigration? Or yeah, immigrants, it is immigration. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is immigration. immigration is when you're within the same country. Okay, yeah. Immigration is from country yeah. to country. Cool. So it's about temporary, con- 
temporary accommodation be more costly than actually permanent accommodation? No, we haven't. Go ahead. Take it away. No. <laughs> I just found a link that said that um, a study in London showed that temporary accommodation cost close to $663 million, And that was in 2014-15. So that was, what, three years ago. So now, mm. God knows how much mm. that is. So... Instead of giving people permanent places or an actual tenancy. They're staying temporary for quite a while before. Mm. Exactly. And that's more costly. (laughs) And I think that's because... It's actually just judged in case of, you know, this is too difficult, too hard for us to do. No. Again, call me the the sinister person or whatever. But I just feel like those people that are working in there and their processes are completely wrong and off so. and inefficient. I think so. As in the resource is completely inefficient. And I don't think much is put into it because no, of the people that not. are there trying uh, to help. Let's be honest. I don't think they get paid very much, right? Mm. That's the first thing. So therefore, the talent you're going to be able to bring in will be limited, right? Mm. You're not going to have some guy that's worked at Accenture for 10 years, super good at project management, building yeah. all these... Hu- they're not going to come and work for the government if you're not paying them enough, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. But do you think that could be tackled maybe if you gave them an, a great benefit package maybe? Is that a way around? I, I think that would be one way around. Mm-hmm. And you have to make the job appeal a lot more than, it, you know, it has to... Have, it has like to have a sense of pride to it. Kind of yeah, thing. sense of pride. Maybe a little bit more status. Yes. You know, maybe. Because it seems that humans want, I right? I feel like yeah. if you're changing... And, and less, less red tape, right? If you're cha- yeah, that is important. But I think if you are changing the state of the the city that you live in, yeah. that's fulfilling enough. That that's a big job. Well, not to everyone though. Yeah, but some but, people don't but, care. But Sam, mm. let's just you live in London, two kids. You're not going to survive on forty five thousand. No, no, no. Yeah, the pay has to be enough. I mean, when, when I say well, fulfilling, I don't mean in terms. Of, I don't no, mean just financially. Anyone? No, no, I don't mean financially. Okay. I don't. Just, yeah, okay. yeah, no, no, no. I mean, when you said that the the job needs more status, I think that's a big thing if you're people able to do people that. People that work in housing, there's so many flats that are just, there's no one in there, mm-hmm. but they're not giving it to anyone. Yeah. So you're missing out on revenue that you could potentially be getting yeah. and people are sleeping rough yeah. or people are homeless. And they want to do better, but they can't because they have no so address. So it's, it's ineffective. Yeah. It's an inefficient. Absolutely. I actually, I, I agree with you. And I feel the same way about the NHS. The yeah. last time I was there in A&E, yeah, her by the way. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, sleeping beauty over there. Um, <laughs> you know, I think just looking at it, it was just so inefficient. The process completely, you, inefficient. and I think it's so often. You know, when you hear uh, Theresa May Corbyn talk about the NHS, or definitely Theresa May when she's trying to defend, um, you know, claims that the Tories are running this country into the ground, they talk about how much money they've invested into the NHS or how much money they've invested into schools. I get the sense that they're just throwing money at it and not intelligence. I agree. You know, I, I really, really right. do. I, 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 call <laughs> me just a simplistic yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah. But I just think just some common sense, cutting the fat in somebody's process and making it more streamlined yeah. could probably be done on the cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A&E is the most inefficient thing ever. It People is, sit it's, there for three hours only to be told, yeah, take some paracetamol. It's a joke. But the, then they say, the, they say, don't go to A&E. But when you go to your GP these days, your yeah. GP doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. The best thing they've done in oh, ever, is. forever, yeah, mm-hmm. is introduced this, the new phone thing, the FaceTime. I haven't FaceTime. used it yet. Oh, what is that? It's really cool. You know, is you can speak a to a doctor on, on, it's like a FaceTime ch- program. Is that NHS or is that private? It's NHS. Oh, and okay. he's, he's yeah, actually doctor? Yeah, yeah, he's speaking to? Yeah, yeah. It's, face, it's like FaceTime. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah I've been seeing That's that. That's probably the best thing they've done in like, 
whatever. Use. This guy from my workplace, that's all he uses now. Because mm. he says it's the same thing. But there's certain cuts that I'm, I'm not going to go into detail, but there's certain cuts that I am not happy with in terms of the NHS. Mm. So, no. Nah. <laughs> that's, that's another episode. <laughs> yeah, another, <laughs> another two by the time. <laughs> um, but, um, nah. but yeah, anyway. But yeah, so in terms of what's being done, that was uh, asked earlier. So the Secretary of State for Communities, James Brokenshire, yeah, that's his name. That's his name. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, said the government is going to be investing 1.2 billion into, into tackling homelessness. Good. What that looks like, or you know, how they're going to invest it, you know, is it going to be done in an efficient way? Don't know. I would love to know ahead of putting that money down what the plan is, yeah. like properly detailed. What is the actual? Do enough plan? people care? Do you think? Yeah. Um, I think they'll care when you tell them 1.2 billion. Mm. I don't know if they care morally. I think the only time people care is when it kind of hits them or impacts mm. them. In yeah, some that's way. the thing. So mm. that 1.2 billion is obviously yeah taxpayers' that, money. Yeah, it, imagine something where someone I don't know something came up and said, okay, because of the high cost of homelessness, we're going to increase taxes by 10 percent. I bet you any money, <laughs> any <laughs> money, e- everyone would be voicing something. There'll yeah. be a petition. There'll be Whoa. something. Mm. Yeah. You know, but until it hits someone's pocket, yeah. no one cares. I uh, care. And the second thing being done is, I actually haven't looked into this, but I read the Homelessness Reduction Act 2017 came into effect April eight in April 18. How that has impacted things, like that's the bit I don't know. What is the Homeless Reduction Act? So in general, so very, very high level, essentially what it's going to do is it's going to put more burden on the local authorities to help people, basically. So right now, one of the major issues is you go to the local authority and they reject you because they say, okay, you've made yourself intentionally homeless mm-hmm. or we sh- they find a way not to help you, basically. And this has taken away some of their power to do that. So it's more of a case of they have to, there's more obligation on the local authorities to help you earlier in the process instead of saying to you, oh, fill this form, do this, wait for that, wait for this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a case of trying to put prevention better than cure type yeah, thing. Yeah. And that's essentially what it's doing. It's putting more onus on the local authorities to help you earlier on in that process and, and also even if you are even if you have made yourself intentionally homeless there's more onus on them to help you still because that's a main way for them not to help you if you can made yourself intentionally yeah. homeless yeah because and that makes sense right because you don't know why someone's made themselves intentionally yeah, homeless. if they're at risk i'm sure someone doesn't just leave their comfortable house to exactly. say you know what i'm gonna go I'm sleep gonna, over there exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know exactly, that that, that park bench there looks nice mm-hmm. no one does that right so it's probably you know saying look Let's help these guys. Let's get them help and then we'll figure out why they need help afterwards. That's what that's generally the general theme of it when I read it. Can I ask, we've said what can what is being done to tackle homelessness, but are we doing anything individually? I don't know. You know what I'm doing to help homelessness? Not going homeless. <laughs> Making sure um, I don't go. That, and it sounds bad, but that and I think that's what most people are doing. And you, you hear the joke on social media all the time that job stands for just over broke. And mm-hmm. I think that's why people should maybe pay attention to this stuff because it could be some of us. You it never know. How many of us are living in debt with no savings? So if you do lose your job or your your industry leaves this country, like um, you know, my dad's industry left, you know, uh, ten years ago. What do you do? You could be that homeless person unless you have family or support. It's system. not even that. It's, it's also not having your own, whether you're in a married. If you're a married couple, or mm-hmm. in terms of relationships, I remember when I used to work in a bank, we used to get so many people that say broke up with their wife or they got a divorce yeah, and yeah. then they get kicked out of the house and they don't have nothing to fall back on then they lose their job and mm. then it's just a big spiral and, that, and then yeah, yeah and that's one of the calls why a lot of males why yeah, it's a lot of men that, because and it was a lot of males exactly you go for a divorce you get kicked out of the marital home now 
You know, if you've lost, say you've lost your job and that's what leads to your divorce. You've got no job, your wife's kicked you out, you're now homeless. And that's why I think, I think sometimes the whole, the whole energy against men, I see on social media, not to go too far off track, I find it quite disingenuous. <laughs> of course it is. It, 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 let's be honest. And there's only a small number of people. It's, it's, it's quite ingenuous. Yeah, I always it's, say, it seems more, but it's not. It's exactly, but I, f- I think that about every single uh, thing out there. You know, and it's, it's interesting ones we choose to believe. Uh, but yeah, I think that's what it is. It's quite interesting. Um, and that's where we are. So I think the question I put to all I, of you guys out there. You didn't even actually answer what are we actually doing as individuals. I think yeah, only I'm Sam not doing anything. I don't, I'll be honest. I, don't, I don't physically do anything. If I can give money, I do. Um, but I do have some ideas on it that I actually want to take further because I just feel like I, I, it does bother me the fact that some people live cozy and some people don't. My um, friend actually runs Brixton Soup Kitchen. Oh, I need to, I've I seen that. I've been seeing that for years. That. Yeah. So, so on occasion, what's his name? Um, Michael. Michael. Yeah. So he runs Brixton Soup Kitchen with Solomon. So sometimes I would, if I have clothes, then I would donate clothes but in terms mm. of financial i don't mm. but i know during like christmas times they always have like they allow like people to come and bring their kids to help make food for the homeless mm. and stuff mm. like that so like if you can't give financially then you can probably give your time then yeah. and that's the thing so yeah there is that you, there's financially giving it's not just giving to people in the street you know you could donate to a charity if you want to if you don't want to you could go help in a food bank or a soup yeah. kitchen i've done that once we had to do it for work you know and it's quite interesting because more and more people with jobs are having to rely on food banks. Yep. You know, so I think it's just down to yourself. And, you know, I don't do it regularly enough. um, But I think it's definitely something that's been on my mind. And more and more, like every day, I see at least 10 or so rough sleepers. And this isn't the, that's just the rough sleepers. This isn't people in temporary accommodation that are struggling as well. So it's just more and more on my mind. Also donating clothes and stuff. I think we... we I send back home quite a lot as well. Gone are the days where yeah. the clothes that we're getting rid of are old and raggedy. It's just because fashion changes. So we just don't want that thing anymore. Or we impulse bought. So if you've got good stuff, give it away. I never, I can never throw it away. It always goes back to a garner with like my mum's friends or something like mm. that. Mostly like Send 95%, 95% mm. of the time. And sometimes, like I said, BSK or... That's mm. it. Can I shout out my little sister? She... um passes the same guy quite regularly outside tesco and she purposely when she buys her lunch she purposely puts her change in her pocket so that when she passes him she can give him money how cute oh. is that because she knows that she, like, i won't go into my purse for money so if it's in my pockets i'll do it because i just don't understand it depends on the time of day who's around but yeah and not I'm, that they're gonna if i haven't got it I'll, I'll at least give them the dignity of saying i haven't got it you know, I, one thing I don't like is when I see people ignore them like they're not there. I actually do that. So I do that too. I, don't, I just I, think it's easier. I, I'd feel bad if I have to. I understand from a safety point of view, maybe, but like broad daylight on the strand with like thousands of people around you, you're kind of safe. Like, I don't know, man. I just, I always think of if that was me on that floor in this, in this, this, this cold. In this London. In this, this cold. <laughs> in this London. I'd at least want to, I ain't got it. Like just walking past me like I'm not there ain't kind of cool. Yeah. I just think as people, it's something that we should just have on our minds because it's not just being a bad person that puts you in that situation. Your circumstances could change mm. so quickly. And then hmm. you're... a question. You're Do you think that, that black people give less than white people? Um, I don't know. Because I, I ain't going to lie. Sometimes I, I so. walk past homeless people and think, you know what, bro? I'm struggling too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this bill. This bill. <laughs> that's coming tomorrow. Oh, my days. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think... I just think whoever gives can. Hmm. And I think, you know what? Yeah, let's close it on that. If you can give, try to. No judgment, none of that. 
Um, but here's the facts, here's the figures. It's costing us already as a society. And there we are. And that's me done. Any more to add on that, guys? Nope. No? No, we good. We're good. We're good. This was actually a good episode. Really Something good. Different. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Cool. thanks guys for listening please let us know if you have any questions or if you run anything that supports the homeless let yes. us know yeah. Um, yeah Yeah. if there's anything you want us to maybe shout out anything you're doing in your community that you want to get some more attention you know let us know and we'll get you some well, we'll shout you out yeah. that's the best we can do we ain't got no money yet, <laughs> we ain't got that yet but if you want to give us some money I mean yeah you can do that too you can find us at making sense PC on Instagram and Twitter yeah, and Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, CastBox. Yeah. I don't know anyone that uses CastBox. I think it's more American, isn't it? Yeah. Americans, yeah. hey y'all. Oh, yeah, shout out Rem. He, he responded, he got his ticket. Yeah, yeah, he got his ticket. So we'll yeah. see him at the lab. All right. All right. Peace out. Take All care, right. guys. Take care, guys. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye.